Nick Abbott on LBC. Call 0345 6060 973. Off 3,000 miles away to Washington, D.C., let's talk to Simon Marks, LBC's U.S. correspondent. Simon. Nick. Now, I know that it's pronounced Waco, but when the Tangerine Scream shows up, it's Waco. Yes, and it's interesting, of course, that he chose Waco in Texas uh, for that rally uh, this weekend because, of course, this was the 30th anniversary uh, of the deadly confrontation between the Branch Davidians, that religious cult led by David Koresh, and federal authorities uh, who uh, sought to move into the compound where they believed, and and they had very good evidence to uh, reach that conclusion, that the Branch Davidians were uh, holding children and putting them at uh, grave risk. Uh, of course, uh, uh, a deadly uh, um, altercation uh, ensued in Waco, leaving scores of people dead. And uh, in many ways, it was uh, one of the major events that really started fueling the conspiracy theory movement here in the United States, because uh, the Clinton administration uh, was widely Uh, accused uh, of uh, being absolutely determined to kill children in Waco, even though the real intent of what they were doing was to try and uh, free people that in some cases were uh, potentially being held against their will in that Branch Davidian compound. So interesting that Donald Trump chose to hold his rally this weekend there. Certainly he presented a very uncompromising message, again announcing in very dark terms that he's waging his last battle assuring the crowd that he will be re-elected as President of the United States and that he and they will all be vindicated. Um, And Donald Trump uh, went to that rally this weekend at the end of a week that didn't pan out the way that he was uh, expecting because, of course, he'd warned that he was going to be arrested on Tuesday of last week in connection with the investigation by the New York District Attorney uh, into the uh, alleged hush money payment that he made to the porn star Stormy Daniels in the dying days of the 2016 presidential election in a bid uh, prosecutors uh, allege to buy her silence. Well, the indictment never came. uh, And so we wonder what the week ahead is going to bring. Uh, Is the prosecutor in New York still fully intending to charge Donald Trump? If that happens, Donald Trump will become the first uh, president or former president of the United States ever to face criminal prosecution or is the prosecutor having a rethink? And Trump on the plane yesterday uh, told reporters that he believes that the district attorney is backing off and backing away from this plan uh, to pursue him with criminal charges in connection with that hush money payment, that alleged hush money payment made to Stormy Daniels. So I think we're in for an interesting week. Uh, Certainly Republicans have found themselves in a difficult position because they know that Donald Trump uh, is not just the front runner in the race for the party's presidential nomination in 2024, but his lead is actually climbing over uh, his rivals. And so uh, the Republicans uh, writ large have focused on this district attorney and have said, look, there's a crime wave that's out of control in New York. How can he possibly be wasting his time on payments that may or may not have been made to a porn star by a former president? This, they insist, is a politically motivated prosecutor 
prosecution aimed at changing the narrative uh, that is beginning to develop about the next presidential election. It does seem a bit thin. I mean, so he's, he uh, was supposedly paid off horse face, as he's now, now referring <laughs> yes. to her as, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> And um, it sort of hinges on whether he reimbursed his lawyer who gave, or supposedly, I, th I think he's actually retracted his evidence, hasn't he? Um, the, uh, the, the lawyer, what's his name? Uh, Michael Cohen. The yes, lawyer Michael who served, Cohen. Who served jail time right. for making the payment, yeah. absolutely. And he's, he told a grand jury that he uh, um, was re reimbursed by Trump, and oh. now he's saying that he wasn't reimbursed by Trump, that he was decent enough to give her his own money, which means that he lied to a grand jury, which seems to be a, a more serious charge than the one that's being levelled at Donald Trump. Why, why are the are the Democrats so keen to go after him on what is essentially just a misdemeanor? It's a fine, isn't it? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, they have raised the level of this from what would traditionally be a felony and a misdemeanor to a uh, more serious set of charges that the district attorney appears willing to bring. Uh, now, this district attorney has received death threats in the last few days, uh, we believe, from Trump supporters. Uh, sachets of white powder showed up in his office through the post the other day. Uh, that turned out to be harmless, but nonetheless contained death threats uh, written alongside them. Uh, look, most legal analysts believe it's going to be a, a pretty hard road uh, for this prosecutor to secure a conviction if he brings this case against Donald Trump. Uh, and that's why this is potentially uh, so very uh, problematic for Democrats, because Donald Trump absolutely relishes the idea of being turned into a martyr, mm. of facing these charges. We're told that he loves the idea of uh, engaging in what they call here the perp walk, you know, when the, the handcuffed suspect is yeah. marched before the media into uh, the police station uh, to have his fingerprints taken uh, before his arraignment. He won't he, like the fingerprints part, He though, won't like the fingerprints part. He's a germaphobe. <laughs> he's a germaphobe, exactly. <laughs> he won't fancy that, but he likes the idea of the perp walk. Yeah. And um, he wants to be seen uh, as a martyr, and if he's not convicted of these charges, charges, he will absolutely argue even more than he's doing now that this is all politically motivated yes. uh, and an effort uh, to take him out of the running for the presidency in 2024 when he is, and he can legitimately claim this right now, to be the front runner in the race for the Republican Party's nomination. And it will delegitimize the much more serious charges yes, exactly. that he's facing elsewhere. It just seems such a stupid move on behalf, I think that's, behalf of the I, I Democrats. Think that's absolutely Because the big point. one is in Georgia, exactly, isn't it? exactly. The big one potentially is in Georgia, where we know that a grand jury has been impaneled, and we think the prosecutors are preparing uh, to pursue charges against Donald Trump in connection with that famous taped telephone call in which he said, "If you can just find me another mm. twelve thousand votes, that's all I'm asking you to do." Yeah. Um, so he he faces the real possibility of much more damaging charges there, uh, and I think that there are questions about why this district attorney in New York feels so absolutely determined to uh, pursue this case. I mean, he, of course, will argue no one is above the law uh, and everybody should be held accountable for their actions if they've broken the law. But there are definitely Democrats who privately, I think, would not be too unhappy if this thing just went away. Yeah, now you said that he's um, extending his lead mm. um, uh, uh, on the other people that may actually run. 
Do you mean Ron DeSantis? Because he hasn't actually announced his candidacy yet, has he? That is correct. Ron DeSantis is still a presumed candidate for the presidency, uh, and we think that he will announce his candidacy at some point in the next few weeks, but he is losing ground. Ron DeSantis, of course, the Republican governor of Florida, the man who in the Sunshine State has declared the war on woke and seemed very much to be preparing to use that uh, as the centerpiece uh, of uh, any presidential campaign that he does indeed uh, kick off. Uh, but there are early signs that while Ron DeSantis may be insanely popular within Florida, he's going to have a tough time uh, when he hits the road and tries to persuade Republicans in other parts of the country uh, to love him. And that's partly because of Ron DeSantis's personality. He's very aloof. He's not comfortable in crowds. Uh, he is uh, not comfortable uh, going through the motions that American politics require. There's a, a famous story from a few months ago of an event that was being held in Florida that was attended by uh, some of his big money backers, and he basically stood in a corner and didn't engage with very many of them. He just wasn't comfortable uh, spending an evening in their company, and some of them were uh, extremely unhappy about this, feeling mm. that uh, this was uh, very abnormal political behaviour. So if you look at, um, I mean, the uh, the latest polls that we've seen, uh, we're, we're seeing one from, from uh, Morning Consult that shows uh, that Donald Trump now has a nearly two-to-one lead in the race for the party's presidential nomination over Ron DeSantis. 52% to 28%. There's another poll that shows the race tighter uh, with uh, Ron DeSantis edging out uh, Donald Trump by two percentage points. Huh. Uh, but Ron DeSantis has got if he's going to do this, he's not only got to declare, uh, but he's also got to get out there and prove to people that he actually can be uh, a campaigner, uh, you know, under circumstances that for any candidate are always, I mean, pretty horrific. I mean, who wants to go to the Iowa State Fair and eat corn dogs <laughs> with the farmers? I mean, who wants to do that, you know? But if you don't do it, you're not going to be President of the United States. I bet Jimmy Carter would want to do that. He would have loved to have done yeah. Of course he did it. Yes, exactly. Now, what are they, what are their ratings like nationally though i mean if if it was held today uh, where would trump come uh the national poll shows that if it was held today trump would still just have the edge over joe biden were he the candidate for the presidency uh but remember that at this stage of the campaign it's not about those national numbers it's all about uh republican voters who are going to participate in primaries because first of all Trump or DeSantis or Nikki Haley or Mike Pompeo or Mike Pence, they've got to win the support of Republicans in order to become the party's presidential candidate. Uh, Biden's approval ratings have slid again over the course of the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think there are abiding fears here, of course, as there are on your side of the Atlantic about the health of the banking sector. Uh, we've seen the Federal Reserve, like the Bank of England, again raise uh, interest rates in the last few days in a bid to continue beating off the threat that inflation poses. And much as uh, Joe Biden presents the message that there's no risk of contagion within the banking sector and everything's going to be okay and mm. uh, inflation uh, is in retreat and uh, employment prospects are looking brighter, you know, for millions of Americans, they just don't feel that in their pocketbooks. And uh, as much as in their wallets, I should say, I've been yes. here too long. And uh, <laughs> yeah. as much as um, as much as it is 
extraordinary to imagine the possibility of Donald Trump besting Joe Biden in a, a, another presidential in, in a in a presidential rematch. Mm. I mean, the reality is at the moment Trump looks like he could once again be the Republican Party's presidential candidate. We're a long way away, of course, from that decision being taken. Still very much in the early phases, uh, but his resilience as the most favoured candidate by the majority of Republican uh, potential voters in the primaries is pretty astounding. And is Biden the Democrat candidate? Or might there be... Um, uh, uh, what, what's the the word over there for a series of votes as to who is Primaries, to be? Yeah. yes. Primaries, yeah. quite right. Are there going to be Democratic primaries? Well, uh, there are going to be Democratic primaries because he's already facing one challenger in the form of uh, the spiritualist and um, uh, alternative medicine practitioner Marianne Williamson. Right, well, very, very limited. You, uh, you lost number. me at spiritualist. <laughs> very limited number of people out there that are going to back her. But she is formally challenging him. And so she's the first Democrat to say she's going to run. So right. there will have to be okay. some degree of primaries. But, but no, I think... I think we continue to expect an announcement that Joe Biden is going to seek four more years in the Oval Office. Because didn't he come in on the promise that he was going to be the candidate to bring the new generation up? Yes. Yes. Well, he did do that. Um, but he has also consistently said that if he believes that there is an ongoing threat to American democracy, as he concluded last time around when yeah. he saw Donald Trump uh, seeking re-election, uh, that he is the man who is indispensable to the task. And look, the people around Biden say, look, if you look at his record, he's actually accomplished a heck of a lot in legislative terms with all of those public spending bills and infrastructure bills that against all the odds mm -hmm. last year he managed to shepherd through the House of Representatives and the Senate. Yeah. So they argue he's got a record on which to run. The problem, of course, is that if you're one of the younger Democrats, and some of them aren't even that young at this point, uh, salivating for an opportunity to go after the top job, if Biden announces he's going to seek four more years in the Oval Office, then that race, you know, Marianne Williamson notwithstanding, becomes somewhat frozen in aspic. Uh, let's talk very briefly about what's happening in Mississippi, because the, the damage from the tornado seems to be absolutely extraordinary. Yeah, shocking uh, situation in this uh, small town of Rolling Fork in Mississippi. Uh, the death toll uh, has now edged up, I think, to 26 people uh, after those tornadoes ripped through uh, Mississippi and Alabama uh, on Friday night. Um, and in that one particular town of Rolling Fork, I mean, if you've seen the, the drone footage from the scene, the town has just been absolutely erased from the face of the earth, and they're continuing uh, to search for people who are missing now, increasingly presumed dead, so the death toll uh, is highly likely to rise. But the most concerning aspect of all of this is that the governor is warning that there's more bad weather on the way, with more possible tornadoes uh, that could touch down in the state uh, in the hours and days ahead. All of this, of course, fueling the discussion here about extreme weather and climate change. Uh, the federal government, uh, in the form of Joe Biden, declaring a, a federal emergency, which means that all sorts of assistance will now flow into Mississippi. Uh, won't surprise me at all if we see some senior figures from uh, the Biden administration heading there in the course of the next few days. Uh, 
uh, but it's an absolute tragedy for that particular town in which it is said that every single person in that town knows people who have lost their lives because this was a, a quintessentially small American town uh, in the Deep South. So um, just astonishing scenes, and we wait to see what happens next there. Quite. Good to talk to you, Simon, as Cheers, always. Nick. Thanks for the time. Simon Marks, LBC's US correspondent, joining us there from Washington, D.C.